Radio 48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. One of the biggest events in the racing calendar is marred by a horrific crash that left three jockeys in hospital and saw two horses euthanized. Researchers warned that the BioNTech vaccine is much less effective against the Omicron variants of COVID. And the Cross Harbor race is back with more than a thousand swimmers braving the waters of Victoria Harbor. Four jockeys were injured in a major pileup while they were competing in the 1,200-meter Hong Kong sprint at the Shotton Racecourse. Amazing Star and its rider Lyle Hewitson fell on the turn, along with Lucky Patch and jockey Zach Purton. Pixie Knight and Nebu Attack and their riders Yuichi Fukunaga and Karis Teton also went down. Amazing Star and Nabu Attack had to be euthanized. The other horses are expected to recover. Teton did not need hospital treatment. The jockey, jockey club's executive, Andrew Harding, explained the condition of the three other jockeys. Zach and Lyle are in ICU, but they're conscious. Their vitals are all stable. Zach has some upper body injuries, but to the extent of those does not appear to be extreme at this point. Lyle, it seems, has a, a fracture of his hip potentially, and they're monitoring to see whether there are any other injuries that he's sustained. And as far as Fukunaga is concerned, he continues to be monitored for a potential fracture. We're very sad uh, about the loss of um, the two horses as a consequence of that accident, that terrible accident in race five. Researchers in Hong Kong have warned that the BioNTech vaccine may be much less effective against the Omicron variants of COVID-19, although they still recommend that people get the jab. Natalie Cheng has more. The medical faculties of the University of Hong Kong and the Chinese University tested the blood of 10 people who had received both doses of BioNTech and found that the antibodies were 32 times weaker in their ability to kill Omicron compared with the original form of the coronavirus. But they stressed that vaccines are still likely to be effective in protecting against death and severe illness and urged high-risk groups such as the elderly or chronically ill to get booster shots as soon as possible. The medical schools said they are conducting similar tests on the Sinovac vaccine and will also look into the effectiveness of booster shots. More than a thousand swimmers braved the waters of Victoria Harbour as the cross-harbour race returned for the first time in two years this morning. Organisers of the new World Harbour Race switched the start and end points, and participants swam from Golden Bohemia Square in Wan Chai to the end of the Avenue of Stars in Chim Sa Choi. Because of COVID restrictions, the number of people allowed to take part was cut from the usual 4,000. Keith Sin won the men's section, while Rita Nip was a women's champion. I was quite looking forward to this race because the last time I've joined was four years ago. So while I feel a bit unfamiliar with the race, the experience is also quite novel to me. All in all, I felt really happy throughout the race. These people were among those taking part. Uh, this is uh, challenging for me. This is my first time. Not nervous, just want to get in the water and get it started. So, yeah, looking forward to it. So a chance to see Hong Kong from a different perspective. So yeah, great experience. Nice to see Hong Kong opening up a little bit and having normal, normal life again. 
The Society for Community Organization has called on the government to give priority to people with urgent family business when limited quarantine-free travel to the mainland resumes. The chief executive Carrie Lam said last week that a quota system would operate when the border reopens with business people first in line. But Soko says this would be unfair to people who may want to visit sick relatives or attend funerals. Zilai Shan, the group's deputy director, says at least half of the quota should go to the needy. In the past two years, they accumulated so many family needs. Even some of them actually before is not receiving units, but because long time separation, there are many problems. So we think that if at the beginning, uh, there are thirty percent of the quota can go to the urgent matters, and then also twenty um, percent go to the um, family visit. So it would be better for this family. And then uh, maybe after a certain period, and then you can revise the quota once the urgent case they are cleared. And a quick look at the weather, mainly fine and cool in the morning with a minimum temperature of around 16 degrees in the urban areas and slightly lower in the new territories. Currently, it's 21 degrees Celsius to humidity, 68%. RTHK, the time is now 5 minutes past 11. The Health Secretary Sophia Chan says Hong Kong will be able to contribute to the global fight against COVID-19 if the new legislature works with the administration. Maggie Ho reports. Writing in her blog, Sophia Chen called on people to vote in the revamped LegCo polls next week. The minister said disturbances within LegCo in 2019 had seriously affected governance, making it necessary to improve the electoral system to ensure that only patriots rule Hong Kong. She said improving governance would make it easier to implement the Food and Health Bureau's policy initiatives. She said cooperation between LegCo and the government would help with the implementation of anti-epidemic measures not just by enabling the SAR to maintain zero cases, but also to contribute to the global fight against the pandemic. Turning to international news, a top official in the U.S. state of Kentucky has said that the number of dead from a series of devastating tornadoes is rising every hour. Rescue workers have spent a second night searching for survivors in parts of the U.S. South and Midwest hit by the unprecedented storm. The lieutenant governor of Kentucky, Jacqueline Coleman, said the authorities were still learning the full extent of the destruction. In some of the smaller areas where communities are, are, um, you know, small towns, rural towns, um, there are some places that have been completely flattened. Uh, So it it remains to be seen. Our our emergency response teams are still surveying the damage and, and knocking on doors and reaching out to folks trying to make contact to see who's alive. The British Foreign Secretary Liz Truss has warned Iran that the current negotiations over its nuclear program are the country's final opportunity to reach a deal. Diplomats are trying to revive a 2015 agreement lifting sanctions on Iran in return for curbs on its nuclear program. But the new Iranian leadership have continued to change their requirements, leading some to question their intentions. Speaking at the G7 foreign ministers' meeting, Ms. Truss urged Tehran to show it was committed to the talks. This is the last chance for Iran to come to the negotiating table with a serious resolution to this issue. We will not allow Iran to acquire a nuclear weapon and it is vital that they come to the table and are serious about the negotiations. 
The South African President Cyril Ramaphosa has paid tribute at a state memorial service to the country's last white president, F.W. de Klerk. Mr. de Klerk died last month at the age of 85. At the ceremony in Cape Town, President Ramaphosa recalled how he got to know Mr. de Klerk during negotiations to end white minority rule three decades ago. He could be affable, but he could also be very stubborn. And he was a worthy opponent, a man of great intellect who could argue his point. And there were times when strong words were exchanged between us. Yet even in moments of difficulty, at times when we were close to the brink, I found him to be courteous, respectful and committed. In sports, within the past half hour, history has been made in Formula One. Max Verstappen came out on top in the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, overtaking title rival Lewis Hamilton on the last lap to win his 10th race of the season and secure the drivers' championship. The Red Bull driver becomes the first Dutchman to win the title as he denied Mercedes Hamilton a record eighth world championship. And finally, experts in Sri Lanka say there has been a rare gemstone discovery. The blue sapphire corundum stone, weighing 310 kilograms, has been called the Queen of Asia. The BBC Simon Ponsford reports. Sri Lanka is a leading exporter of sapphires and other precious gems, and there's excitement about the potential of this latest find. The National Gem and Jewellery Authority believes it's the world's largest single natural corundum gemstone. Corundum comes in many colours. The blue variant is called sapphire. The weighty stone was displayed for the first time to the media. A monk chanted as it was unveiled. Experts say it can be hard to predict the quality and value of smaller gemstones cut from a mass material. And a quick look at the weather. 21 degrees Celsius, the humidity 63%. The news from RTHK. In our newsroom, thanks to Ben Shea, we'll have uh, more headlines at midnight. Ten minutes after 11, hour two of Sunday Late. We've gone back in time just a little bit with Destiny's Child.
since we heard from Destiny's Child going back in time and uh, uh, Survivor we're featuring on tonight's programme the latest album from Westlife it's Wild Dreams and this Alone Together Tell me all the ways your heart can break so I never make the same mistakes I don't want to hear your silence Show me all the ways to let you down so I never let you hit the ground I don't want to see you crying I've been there, there before Harder, more, more with me and myself You've been down, down that road No, you 